When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls. Um, I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about it or talking about it. So we figured, why not record us thinking and talking about it? So we're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Awesome. I have Dr. Pepper because I don't care about my body today. <laughs> <laughs> no, you care about your body. That's why you're drinking Dr. Pepper. You need to refuel yourself. Well, but Dr. Sure. Pepper is just sugar. <laughs> yeah, sometimes your body needs it. You know what? Thank you, Sarah. Yeah. I appreciate <laughs> your love. So... Dive into chapter five? Dive into chapter five. All right. Let me recap it for us. Chapter five is pretty short. Mm -hmm. So chapter five, I put Feyre and the Fairy, which I just think is funny to say, Feyre and the Fairy. (laughs) Um, So Feyre and the Fairy travel to Prithian. Feyre recalls some details on its geography and its rulers, the High Lords. Her inner dialogue runs wild until the fairy uses magic to put her to sleep and stop annoying him with questions. And then they arrive at their destination. So let's talk about chapter five. Yes. Um, What did you think? So I liked the initial um, kind of comparison of lightness and dark. So it starts, so it says darkness beck and beyond, but a white mare was patiently waiting. So I never noticed that before, but just how we talked about how she was in such a dark place. It was like winter in her heart, and I just see the darkness. But then it's like, oh, they just contrast it so nicely. And maybe it's her painting brain that's like thinking dark and, and light. colors, yeah. yeah. But it's just like, is that symbolic of like, yeah. this was the darkness, now we're going into the light. Like, is Prithian going to be this wonderful place for her and everything turns around for her? Um, so I just like how that chapter started. It also makes me think classic like fairy tale tropes, mm-hmm. like the knight on a white horse yeah. kind of thing. Just playing into that, I think, a little bit, which is making us... And then also in that same sentence, something that caught my eye was that the horse lowered her head as if in respect of all things as the beast lumbered up to her. So it's like, you can tell this animal respects this beast to, like, bow to it a little bit. So Mm -hmm. this was also already telling me this animal trusts the beast, Mm -hmm. this fairy, which I feel like animals are extremely sensitive. Especially horses. Especially horses mm-hmm. to like who a person is and, and their like energy. Yeah. So it's like you have you have this white knight, mm-hmm. you have this horse clearly respecting it. And then also, this is what I thought about, he brought a horse in the first place. Yeah. So, so <laughs> he had to have planned all along to take her with him. Yeah. Like I think that was we, I think we mentioned it last week, mm-hmm. but I think that was his intention all along because 
Why would he have brought a horse otherwise? Yeah, clearly very evident that he planned to bring her with him and exactly. not kill her. So much happening in just, like, three paragraphs. I know. <laughs> um, so, what else in this one? Um, she has a lot... Okay, so, something I noticed in this one is, right, it's a lot of inner dialogues. Yes. And right off the bat, she still does not care about murdering this fairy. No, <laughs> so, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Makes She's, it very clear. She reaffirms, like, if I even if I had known... Like, I would have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. It still makes sense. I know I'm being punished for it. Yep. But there's no, uh, like, apology. No, no remorse. <laughs> She's like, no, we're good. Uh, I also, the inner dialogue, yeah, very much so. Um, and I just, I had the thought, because she's talking about, you know, that she's going to be living with this wolf. And she's like, what if it's, like, a whole pack of wolves, basically? And I'm right. just in my head, I'm like... What would it be like to be a human amongst wolves? It's like Mowgli the bear cub. Kind yeah, of I was just thinking, like, like, there's been a lot of, like, adventure stories written about that. Yeah, and it's like, I just can't imagine, it's like, clearly the the wolf can communicate with her, so she, it's not that she wouldn't be able to speak with anybody, but to not be around humans. I mean, I know there's probably fairies wherever they're going, but just to never see, like, a human just to only be around animals. Yeah. It'd be such a weird thing to think that I'm going into, because she doesn't really know... Anything at this point. None of us know what no. fairies are supposed to look like. <laughs> we brought this up last week. Yeah. Who has any idea? Could be Tinkerbell. Yeah. Could be a wolf. <laughs> like, that's just, like, it's. it could be literally anything. Like, she has no idea what she's in store for. Mm-hmm. All she's seen is this wolf beast. Yeah. Also, I've noticed I keep calling it the beast, but that's because my brain was like, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. I mean the wolf fairy, <laughs> if I say that by accident. But... They do a lot also, or Farah talks a lot of, gives us, like, the good background knowledge right. that we need. Mm-hmm. So this idea of the fairies and the humans were at war for a very long time, and that ended with a wall being built in between the, like, northern portion and the smaller southern portion, and everyone's living in their respective areas. Mm-hmm. And then she mentions that the northern portion, a.k.a. Perithian, which is the fairy land, um, is ruled by seven high lords, mm-hmm. um, beings of such unyielding power that legend claimed they could level buildings. So you know that this land is broken up into seven parts. We have high lords, and humans are Jay chilling on the other side of this wall, just <laughs> hoping the fairies keep their end of the bargain. So we get a little bit of background into how the treaty came to be. Right, and that treaty, basically, that humans can no longer be slaves to fairies. Yeah, and then and everyone's in their respective places. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you do you, I do me. Right. And she does she seems to be very worried about, you know, what her living situation is gonna be, how she's gonna be treated. If she's I mean I would be, be too. I would be too. <laughs> but it's like she knows the treaty she can't be a slave, but it's mm-hmm. like what can you go that's like one step just above slave so that you're not a slave kind of exactly. thing. So I think that's what she's worried about. Obviously we would be in that situation. Yeah. Worried as well. It's like you can torture someone if they're not your slave. Right. But then there's this interesting thing of fairies not being able to lie. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why Pharaoh starts asking him questions, um, trying to get those answers, because she knows if he says an answer, I know it's true. Right. So you're going to, that's what we kind of start to see, not to like spoil ahead of this, the rest of the chapters in this section, but that's what we see kind of consistently throughout this is Pharaoh 
mentions in here, they can't lie. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be asking questions and she asks questions. Yeah. And I think the, so the biggest thing for me in this chapter was, it's like the very end. She's basically like my prisoner, my salvation. I couldn't decide which. Yes. And I was just like that, that basically frames the question for the entire book. It's like, <laughs> how, how is this going to be? Is she going to be tortured and is she going to be suffering the whole time yeah. she's there really trying to escape or is this going to be that white period where it's like everything just gets rebirth and light yeah. and all the positive things? So, but like her life was not great no. before. No. So it's like, <laughs> so it's like, like that to me makes me think how how bad did she feel in that last place mm-hmm. that potentially a kidnapping <laughs> is better off. That's true, yeah. Is kidnapping you know I mean? the salvation? Like, like, low-level kidnapping is better than what she had before. Because that's what she's doing. She's like, right. when she says, is this going to be my salvation? It's like, is this going to be the lightest level of kidnapping? Which is way better than what I had before. Right. Or about, So, it's just, it's it's a funny perspective mm-hmm. on her home life from before. But she does also, like, in the same vein talk about talk about her family again and how she's like concerned about it and like trying to figure out like what would so and so be doing what would like she's still very much like concerned Mm -hmm. about her family because of that promise to her mother and just her being a decent person Mm -hmm. so she's just very worried about her family still yes and then she's harassing the fairy (laughs) for questions which honestly she asked like two i think he overreacted ever so slightly i mean he's his friend was just killed this or this fairy you know was just killed so he has every right to be angry Mm -hmm. and i mean clearly there's a wall between humans and fairies so they might not like each other so for him it doesn't seem like that outrageous for him to be annoyed by her questions (laughs) plus she's like a 19 year old girl and he's Yes. Yeah, we clarified. Right. She is 19 years old. <laughs> not 17. Uh, not 17. Alex is wrong. <laughs> we were basically the same age. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so it's like this fairy who is however many years old, yeah. like having to deal with like a 19-year-old girl probably just doesn't want to deal with that. Yeah. Um, something though also that I think is just interesting to point out is magic being associated to a metallic scent. Yes. So, like, that's how you can kind of know, like, something magical is happening around me. Even if I'm not experiencing it, you can just tell there's magic existing. It's, it's like, a scent that comes off of the magic. Right. Which is it. Yeah. And then... I didn't really... That was was really... Yeah, it was such a short chapter. It was. There wasn't much. But... But, yeah... She also calls it a beast, so I'm not crazy for calling no. it a beast. No, you can. I thought that, that was just my <laughs> association. Um, Did you have this as a neutral chapter? Yeah, all of these chapters were pretty neutral yeah, for I feel me. Like this it, is a very intro to Prithia, and it's kind of explaining everything, good background, good everything. Yeah. So. Which also, just real quick, I love how details of Prithian are slipping in. Yes. Like, via her inner monologue, via the details we see in the next few chapters, like, it's told, you're, you're getting, she's not telling us what Perithian is, she's letting us experience Perithian, mm-hmm. which I just think is really cool. I agree. Okay, so chapter six. Chapter six. Let's keep going. Let me get to the right page. Chapter six was longer. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> so chapter six. 
So, Feyre has arrived at the Beast's lavish home, full of food and opulence. The Beast shifts into a male and attempts to offer her food. We meet Lucian, who does not want Feyre around at all. And we also meet Alice, a servant, who cleans Feyre up and seems to be a friend, giving her some helpful advice. So, lots of meeting people, which is exciting. Yes. We're like, finally, like, more characters. I know. <laughs> yeah. And especially characters with names, because the beast yeah. still is nameless at this point. Still nameless. I was like, look, I was, I've been waiting for it. I'm like, when did they actually say his name? I know. It's so funny. But it's, um, the main thing that we're getting in these first few pages is this home is ridiculous. There's like yeah. gold everywhere, mm-hmm. and it's so like opulent. And you're like, I, I could imagine... As she's going there, she's thinking... Like, she has no idea what she's going to. She'd be imagining a cave, for all we know. And then she sees that, and it's like, jaw hits the floor, like... And it's not just the building itself. It's everywhere. It's like these rolling green lands and, like, beautiful gardens. Yes, because it's spring there. Right, it's spring. We literally transitioned from dead of winter to just lovely spring. Yeah, and she's like, I can't even paint it because I couldn't do it justice. Which is, like, oh, I'm like, how beautiful is this I place? know, I can only imagine. <laughs> but she does say, however, it was empty and silent. Like, that's... Yes, so it's like the this, eeriness to it also. Right, so you're like, why? Why is it this beautiful, <laughs> empty place? Mm-hmm. But also, as she walks into it, mm-hmm. she or I guess rides into it, yeah. she noted somewhere that she was still smelling metal that yep. metallic tank mm-hmm. so we know there's still some magic happening in the background is the magic just keeping the grounds up or what we mm-hmm. don't know but like magic is full and like happening yep. in this place and obviously we know that magic like the fey magic is clearly strong enough to create a season yeah in the middle of not a season like, well, that's, the, that's the only way so yeah. it's like is it just the upkeep of it being spring right in the dead of winter. Right. And, like, how powerful are these people, like, these creatures, if they can create right. a season? And, like, how? How do you create a season? That's a great question. But, like, for the fact <laughs> that it's spring in the dead of winter, it's like, wow, these guys are seriously powerful. Yes, you should be mm-hmm. afraid. Seriously. And then she walks in, and she gets to the table, mm-hmm. where there's just food galore. Yeah. I was so impressed with her, though. Like, the fact that she... So, like, she talks about how um like they've been told you know never eat or drink anything like mm-hmm. the fae give you because they'll be able to control your mind and your spirit yep and it's like she gets off this horse she basically blacks out and can't even walk because right. she's so hungry and they present her with this like enormous amount of food and she's like no just walks just says no like that's it I, like i'm not eating this like what willpower? Like that's that would not be my first thought because it's like I'm already prisoner. Yeah, be stuck here forever. Even though she has this notion that she's gonna escape, just that's all she's thinking about. But just to not eat their food, I'm like, you're already right. a prisoner. Wouldn't that be the least of your worries at that point? Right. Like if I miss a meal by like two hours, yeah. I'm like, I'll <laughs> eat anything that yeah. comes in front of me. I can't imagine what she's feeling with that. No. So I was just I was so impressed with her willpower to just say no to all that food. Yes. So I was just... Well, and also, she's not saying no to a wolf anymore. Right. Because he shifted oh, right. out of being a wolf <laughs> into a man. 
With a mask. Or I guess a male. It's a male. A male. And he has a mask on. Right. This like opulent, it's, um, I'm going to, I keep using the word opulent. I don't know why that's my favorite word today. <laughs> um, it's exquisite golden mask embedded with emeralds shaped like whorls of leaves. And she just thinks it's absurd fashion. She's right. like, you look ridiculous, but mm-hmm. whatever. But I, I think that's like totally reasonable to assume. Who yeah. knows like what fey fashion is. So it's like, if you see somebody in a mask, you're like, oh, okay. I also, every day. there's certain words that I associate to the modern world that when they are mm-hmm. introduced in fantasy worlds, like the word fashion, yes, I understand why <laughs> it would exist in this world because they wear clothes, but in my brain, I'm like, fashion? Fashion's not a fan. I don't know why. I don't know why that like idea just doesn't click with me, but there's like random things like that that yeah. I'll hear in fantasy books, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but it, it makes sense here. But yeah, so he's in this mask. Mm-hmm. And so all you're seeing is like the lower half of his face. Yeah. And it also, like, I just think about every, um, just like, uh, there's so many like characters in history that use like a, something over their face and you're like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, they're a completely different person. Yeah. Like just whenever I think about masks, like a Cinderella story. I, yeah. And like, <laughs> Those kinds of things. I just remember those circumstances. So part of me is like, is he hiding something? Yeah. Does he not want to be recognized? Mm-hmm. Like, why is why this mask that? existing? Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But he has a strong jaw, so we know. Yes. So it's like, not only is she denying food. Right. Period. She's denying it from that strong jaw. Yes. And that takes an extra level <laughs> of willpower, I think. But... She, but she's not having it. It's so funny. Like, we, I mean, we're being mildly ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But she's like, I don't care how pretty you are. No. <laughs> I think you're ridiculous. And I just think that's funny. Yeah. So, okay. So this fairy mm-hmm. is trying to convince her to eat. Right. Now. And she's just like, it's not safe for me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, for the love of God. <laughs> Just eat. It's yes. fine. You're fine. Mm-hmm. I promise it's not poison. Yeah. And so she hears that, and we know they can't lie. Right. But she still says no. Yeah. And then she's just, like, worried about her family and being torn apart, and just, it, it just blows my mind that that's what she's thinking about still. Yeah. She's like, they only have so many days worth of, like, jerky left, and what will they do without me? My father's going to have to go out and beg. And Again, she's too good of a person. Too good. It's like, you're trapped here for the rest of your life like and you're worried about them i know worried about them you could lose your mind and spirit to the fairies because you eat their food and this is what you're worried about your right. poor family like sweet but also be a little self-centered at this point but actually yeah and then a cranky ginger walks in <laughs> <laughs> so we meet lucian yes and lucian is not friendly. No, he's got attitude towards her. Again, his friend is dead. Justifiably so, yes. So I totally get it. So in any normal situation, you'd be like, I'm not cool with you. Yeah. But the mask thing, like, he's wearing one too, so then it's like, why are they both wearing masks? Like, it kind of... That's true. And his is like a fox-shaped mask. So it's like... Which goes well with his hair. It does. So she's like more convinced it's possibly fashionable, and she notices like his metal eye, and she's like, well, maybe like... The one guy that rescued me or stole me away, basically. Like, maybe he's doing it because this poor guy has a metal eye. Like, so it's, like, just interesting her theories when, you know, we'll learn in the next chapter why they yes. have to wear masks. 
But, um, and then Lucian also has this giant scar on his face, yes. too. And so you're like, how did you get that scar? Mm-hmm. How did you get that fake eye? And could you calm down, please? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then Alice, we meet Alice, the servant. Yes. Who takes care of her. Um, and, I mean, the one thing that she says that's, like, so important that will come up later on is, you know, if you're wise, you'll keep your mouth shut and your ears open. It'll do you more harm, it'll do more good here than lose a tongue and keep your wits about you. Even your senses will try to betray you here. And for me, like, that's just, I can't even consider that. Like, as a human, all we have are our senses. Like, to accurately, you know, like, see, taste, touch, everything. Like, that's how we, like, truly know what's going on. Because I feel like in our heads, we think something might be happening, but it could just be like imagination type stuff but when it's when we actually see something when we actually hear something to us that's how we know it's real and so to be told you can't trust anything <laughs> nothing you see nothing you hear none of your senses mm-hmm. it's like well what do you how do you do anything how do you trust anything how do you believe anything you don't i feel like i'd be freaking out yes if somebody told me that i'd be freaking out you're like what am i supposed to do exactly it's like <laughs> i feel like i just want to go blindfolded around this whole place so yeah. i don't have to like try to believe anything i see mm-hmm. um I also just think Alice as a whole, which also, real quick, Alice is also mm-hmm. wearing a mask. Right. And so she's just like, they make their servants wear them yeah. too. <laughs> um, but Alice just reminds me, again, relating this to Beauty and the Beast, she seems like a very, like, Mrs. Potts. A very much so. Of just like, I'm, I'm business, mm-hmm. but I'm also loving and I'm here to help you, like, however I can. She's like Mother Hen. Like, yes. I feel like very Mother Hen-ish. But, like, very straightforward. Because yes. I believe, yes, when she, when Farrah's begging to have her old <laughs> clothes back, and she's, she's like, she just leaves, and then mm-hmm. comes back, and she's like, do you want these? Like, they disintegrated, basically, in the water. Right. Like, she's just, like, she's not having it from Farrah, but she's yeah. like, you, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Let me help you. Yes. And I don't know, like, and then she ends up getting her the, because Farrah's like, I don't want to wear a dress. Mm-hmm. Anything but a dress, please. And that was why she wanted her original clothes. And then she ends up getting her a tunic. So it's like, she's not just trying to be mean to her. She's like, okay, this is what you want. This is what you need. I think it's silly, but let me find it for you. So, yeah. like, we can tell she's a friend. Yes. It was potential. Nice. Potential. potential. Friendly. She, friendly, yeah. She cares enough that she's going to respect her when she's like, basically, I don't wear dresses. Um, mm-hmm. But she respects her master more, the person that right. runs the household, because she's um, Farrah's like asking her all these questions trying to get information but Alice mm-hmm. is like no basically not like just yeah. gives her these very vague answers so it's like she's friendly but she's super respectful of her master which, which makes sense makes sense yeah very much so especially because <laughs> she doesn't know Farrah at all it's like this newbie like you're obviously not going to dump all your secrets to this person right and then Alice also gives her um, just that bit of advice of how Lucian could do with someone snapping at him if you've got the courage. I love that so much. It's like a mom being like, my boy needs a good weapon. Like, exactly. Give it to him at the appropriate time. So it's just like, I'm just waiting now. I'm like, Farrah's feisty enough that she would like, yes. snap back. So I'm just like excited for when she's going to. Exactly. Because clearly Lucian's feisty enough himself. Yes. We've seen this already. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how are these two gonna play? And the beast creature the mm-hmm. fairy has told her that she's safe she's not a prisoner no one's gonna hurt her mm-hmm. so in theory 
there's no like repercussions right other than just like more unfriendly interactions so right. hopefully that emboldens her a little bit to actually converse with yeah. them soon mm-hmm. which I think she does more in the next chapter finally yeah. but they're just like continuing on it's just it'll be interesting to see how she plays with Lucian I think is what I'm... yeah and I'm also just curious I'm like is this the new love interest just yeah. because of just the way that Alice says it, it just makes no me question because, you know, Lucian's very um, spiteful towards her. So I'm yes. like, is this going to be the full transformation? This word slips in. Yeah, so I'm kind of just, those are my thoughts. I'm curious, is he going to be secret love story? I saw a funny TikTok where it was like, when your favorite trope is like person A annoys person B and person B acts like they don't like it, but they really <laughs> kind of do. And I was like, and that that's a little bit of what this little, I could see yes. play out with Lucian. I mean, it's very, like, elementary school, middle school, right? Yes. Like, the boy you like teases you, but he does it because he likes you, yes. and you do the same back. So, like, is this that situation to be determined? To be determined. Yes. And then, um, she leaves to go back down the hall. Yeah. And that's how chapter six ends. Mm-hmm. Then we move into chapter seven. Which is also a long chapter. Yes. Okay. So in this chapter, we finally discover the beast's name, which is Tamlin. Finally. Now we can finally. talk about it using Ugh. his name. Good Lord. Um, okay, so Ferris shares a meal with him and Lucian and discovers that her family is provided for. They ask her some personal questions and compliment her, quote, clean hair. Um, <laughs> Alice reassures Feyre of her safety, but she still wants nothing to do with Tamlin, plotting her escape. And we learn of a sickness in Prithian. So, so much happening in this chapter. Yes. All the things. So let's start at the beginning. So she finally goes back to the table where they're eating. Yes. And we learned Tamlin's name because of Lucian. Thank you, Lucian. Thank you, Lucian. Yes. Because (laughs) we just want to drop the name, and now we can Yes. So we learn that, and according to Tamlin, Farah is basically just to live out her days doing whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. Um, her family's taken care of, but like, what a crazy thought for her. Like, that's all she's literally done for the past eight years is take care of her family, and every waking moment has spent has been spent taking care of her family. So she wakes up at dawn, goes out hunting, comes yeah. back at night. She has no free time. Like she's mentioned that she wants to paint, but. Well, and that can't I, just be all of her day. Like, she doesn't understand that. That's not a concept for somebody that's only ever worked. Well, and they ask her, like, don't you like anything else? And yeah. She doesn't admit painting at right. that point. But it's funny, because it's like, because Lucian's a little snarky about it. He's mm-hmm. like, of course you humans, like, don't care. And right. Do and it's like, <laughs> no, her life before mm-hmm. was, like you just explained, busy right. for her family. So it's like, that's why she doesn't have any hobbies, yet, jerk. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, so, but Tamlin says he'll provide for them, but it's like, what does that mean? Right. And that's what she's questioning. She's like, but what do you mean provide for them? Right. Is it going to be, like, what they had now, like, where it's, like, jerky mm-hmm. for, like, a week and then, you know, starve for a few days and then jerky right. again, kind of like what I was doing? Or is it going to be what you're providing me, basically, with, like, this lavish, opulent lifestyle, which I highly doubt that's what she's considering. She's more thinking along the lines of, you know, maybe they don't have to beg in the streets. Right. But he does say, and I thought this was so sweet, he says, you think so low of fairies that you believe I'd take their only source of income and nourishment and not replace it? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just that next level of thoughtfulness. Because, again, yeah. doesn't have to do it. No, not at all. 
But um, but Ferris, she knows that Ferris have to tell the truth, mm-hmm. but she also knows that they manipulate the truth. Right. That's where she's functioning. So she's like, I know you're saying these things, mm-hmm. but how are you manipulating the truth? Right. But it makes me like Tamlin already. Just the Absolutely. fact that he was like, I would never like leave your family to starve, basically. Yeah, he's definitely like putting off those vibes between that horse before and right. this situation. Like he knew this had to be done because mm-hmm. she killed a fairy. But he's trying to make this as painless as possible for right. her. And you're kinda like, why? Right. But but that's what he's doing. Yeah. But it's like I respect that. That's, yeah. that's super awesome. Well, and just in you know, complimenting Tamlin at this point. Mm-hmm. Right before they're talking about that, he gets up because she's still refusing to eat, mm-hmm. makes her a plate of food, and is literally serving her her meal. Yeah, and makes a note that like, the high fae don't do this yeah, for this humans. Is huge honor, basically. Right, and so just like in many ways, you can see him kind of humbling himself a little bit mm-hmm. and trying to be kind to her. Yeah. Again, mildly suspicious. But. But gives off good vibes initially. Right. And he clearly has this friendship going with Lucian. Like, right. they're bantering this. You're like, oh, you guys are close. You mm-hmm. guys are probably, like, more brotherly than anything else. Yeah. But definitely, like, uh, Tamlin is definitely more in charge because yes. of just he'll tell Lucian to stop and he does. Right. He That's puts true. him in his place. Um, so you can at least just see the power dynamics there. But he, Tamlin at least respects Lucian. And that he's letting him say, you know, things that a person that you weren't cool with, mm-hmm. you'd allow them to say. Um, and then that just, so that kind of leads into, like, the next little part, which cracks me up. It just seems like typical guy questions yes. where they're asking her, like, oh, did you, like, have somebody back home? Like, do you right. love anybody? Like, blah, blah, blah. It's like all well, these. No, those feel like girly questions, honestly. They are girly questions, but I was like, what dudes to just be like, oh, like, tell us more. Like, yeah, they're doing it so awkwardly that yes. that's the... It's, yeah, it's very awkward. They're like, it's like girly gossip. You're just yeah. like, ooh, tell me everything. That's so funny. Um, so it's just like cracking up. I'm like, why do they care? And she she's she's wondering the same thing. Like, why do these guys care? Yes. She's literally LOLing. Yes. But <laughs> this is like, it's so important. Like, this is such a big deal. Like, this information, like, yes. later on in the book. Um but it's like, as of right now, she's just like, why are they asking me these dumb questions? Well, and Tamlin says, and again, mm-hmm. in talking about Tamlin being decent, yes. he says, we wanted to learn more about you since you'll be here for a good while. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those things where it's like, are they just literally trying to get to know her? Yeah. And she's so standoffish. At this, at this point, she's finally started eating, thank right. goodness. So that's a little bit of trust being built, but mm-hmm. she's so standoffish to them that I think oh, yeah. they're trying to break that down. Yeah. And she asks, she, again, like I mentioned before, she's asking them questions. Mm-hmm. So she literally asks, like, why be so generous? Yeah, I was just going to point that out. Oh, I love, I love what Taylor says. He goes, I kill too often as it is, and you're insignificant enough to ruffle this estate unless you decide to start killing us. A, it cracks me up. Yes. But also, B, it's like, we're getting a little bit of a picture for him. So right. he has to kill things, mm-hmm. but doesn't like to. Yeah. And so there's there's this inner battle that clearly is going on with him that mm-hmm. he's trying to almost balance it out, I think, with his interactions with Yeah, her. like doing a good deed to balance out like Yeah, the that's kind of what my initial vibes were is mm-hmm. like, oh, is he is this his way of compensating for all of the death that maybe surrounds yeah. him? But also it's like he says this like nice thing that you're like, 
oh, like, maybe he is a good person because he's trying to balance it out, but also, like, what, what, like, a, what a nag, like, what a stab at her. Like, well, you're, you're so in- insignificant enough that you won't even, like, make a dent, basically, at this estate. Like, yeah, but Lucian are so sassy. Yeah. In this month. Which, again, their friend's dead. Right. So I think they're allowed to be a little yeah. sassy. But it's so, like, it's such, like, a subtle, like, insult because it's, like, in the midst of, like, trying to say, like, something nice and, like, yes. being this good person, but it's just, like, that little jab of, like, hey, I still don't like you. But, like, I am doing this because I'm trying to be a good person. Yeah. So, but, like, what a way to make you feel good about yourself. Like, <laughs> so insignificant. And it's like she knows she's insignificant in the land of the fairies. But. Right. You don't need to be told that you're insignificant. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> um, something, though, that we did forget to mention that I just remembered with Talon's statement about killing. Yeah. Is what he's wearing is, like, a warrior's outfit. Yeah. So she mentions that. So mm-hmm. that's also probably intimidating. It's, like, both him and Lucian are, like dressed for war yeah they're like we could fight at any moment so that definitely also is probably adding to her like nervousness yeah uh, and then the masks we finally learned about these stupid masks yes. they were wearing them for 49 years oh i was like that just seems the most miserable thing ever i just think about wearing anything for like three days straight and it, it just makes me mad to think about that so yeah. 49 years <laughs> in a mask that would just be absolutely horrible right and so they kind of said like there was a masquerade and then there was this like surge mm-hmm. of magic because of this disease right and it stuck the masks right and you're like i don't understand how that works but like sure yeah <laughs> but you're like that sucks for you guys but yeah but it's interesting because it's like there's okay they're wearing a mask but they're alive and well right so it's like what they talk about this being a blight and a sickness mm-hmm. but i'm like you're pretty much fine. Right. Other than wearing a stupid mask. Mm-hmm. So what it what actually I'm right. like, there's more to this mm-hmm. that you're not explaining. But he does say that like the magic has like his magic even has like sort of depleted or That's like true. it's not it's as much. So it's like we know that like he's not as powerful as he once was. Um and also we know that he's at least like decades old because the fact that he looks like He's, like, young-looking, but yeah. it's, like, he's been wearing a mask for at least 50 years, so we know he wasn't a baby during this time, so we know he is definitely old, yeah. um, but but he says, like, you know, the magic has, like, kind of stabilized in where it's at right now, so, but also it has the potential to, like, spread into her homeland, so she's obviously freaking out of, right. like, what's this going to do to her family. Um, and what does it do to humans? If it, like, right. decreases fairy magic, how does it affect humans? Right. Mm-hmm. So, this is all, you know, what's going to happen. I yeah. Like we're going to learn more about this as the story goes on. Yeah, for sure. But it's so funny because, is it as he's, yeah, it's as he's telling her this. He's finally, like, telling her yeah. something, answering her questions. Mm-hmm. And then he tries to go on a walk with her. <laughs> And she's like, bye. Yeah. Like, no, no thanks. No walk with you, sir. It's like, have you not heard of positive reinforcement? Right. <laughs> like, or at least being polite. Like, he was trying to, like, be nice and answer questions for you. The least you could do is just, like, yeah. say yes. He invited her on the walk. Know. He's clearly trying. He mentioned this before. Again, she's not significant, whatever. But he's clearly trying to at least get to know her. Yeah. And she's like, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> But there's a line that I thought was really interesting where she said, either live as a beast or live with the mask. Because, um, so when he transformed into the wolf, mm-hmm. he had no mask. Right. And so it's like his people were kind of assuming that they all have that capacity to shift back and forth right. at this point. And it's like they could be a beast mm-hmm. with no mask or 
and like more they're in their fairy form right with a mask and so there's like no escape for them Mm -hmm. like you think there would be but it's like which evil right do you want to pick yeah which i just think is an interesting way to think through what he's experiencing yeah i agree Mm -hmm. it's a perspective for him so okay so yeah that's pretty much it for chapter seven so let's dive into chapter eight Mm -hmm. our last chapter for today so another this one's pretty short but again lots of good things so we have Farah continues to prep for a possible escape she has an eerie experience where she thinks someone is watching her as she explores the garden I said, dinner brings more personal questions, and Feyre resolves to get Lucian to help her get out of the treaty. Mm-hmm. So, let's dive in. So, Feyre just left Tamlin. Yep. And was like, I'm going to walk by myself. And she goes into the beautiful garden. Mm-hmm. And so, she's sitting there. She's pondering things more. And then she feels like something's watching her. <laughs> it's a little creepy. Well, especially because she can hear it, but she can't see. Well, she sees this, like, shimmer. Yes. And she's like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, like, disappears. And then she's hearing things. Right. And she feels watched. And she smells that metallic scent in, mm-hmm. her, uh, in the air. So she knows some kind of magic is happening. Yeah. So you're like, is this bad? What's gonna happen? Yeah. It's a, it's a weird little micro-experience in the garden, mm-hmm. but it makes you think, like, what in the world is happening yeah. on those grounds? I'm like, what's out there? What's out there? Mm-hmm. We have no idea. Because, I mean, she keeps saying multiple times, like, in theory, she can leave. Like, yeah. Tamlin has told her she can leave. But she's like, if I leave, like, what's gonna get me up there? So we know that there's more creatures than just the fairies that she's experiencing right. out there, but have no concept of what those could be. Right. So this is our first sneak peek at those. Sneak peek. <laughs> um, and then... Doo, doo, doo. So we have dinner again, mm-hmm. where she gets to chat with Lucian and Tamlin more. Mm-hmm. And we get to experience some more delightful Lucian banter. Yeah. But I feel like this is a little bit more of an emotional conversation, mm-hmm. at least for Tamlin, than, you know, Lucian. But... You know, you can really see that they're at least putting forth a little more effort. Absolutely. Like, they keep dropping in little things like the words, like, ridiculous and insignificant. So right. she's still a little standoffish and cranky. Yeah, and reminded of, like, her place amongst fairies, I feel like. Exactly. But they are, like you said, they're asking the questions. Yeah. Like, do you like to hunt? Mm-hmm. Like, all of those little things. Mm-hmm. And, and then, Go ahead. Oh, no, no, you're fine. I was going to say, um, her mother gets brought up. Yeah, that's what I was going to lead into from the hunting. Twins. I know. Uh, so her mother gets brought up, and she doesn't dive into the fact that her mother's dead mm-hmm. initially, but Tamlin picks up very quickly. Yeah. He And that she's dead. And part of the reason why is he said, like, I didn't notice, like, an old woman in your home. So yeah. you're once again gathering that he's being very perceptive mm-hmm. and really paying attention to details about her. Yeah. And once again, you're like, why do you care? Yeah. Well, like the along the same lines, like when he asks if she likes to go hunting, it's like mm-hmm. why? Why would I like to go hunting? And he's like, well, I looked at your dad's hands and they weren't like calloused. And, and I, I saw a bow and arrow. And I saw a bow and arrow, but I looked at your hands and it's like, so it's like, wow, he's really paying attention. So, but why? Why is he paying so much attention to her? Yes. So, um, it's just interesting, like how much, 
how like into like into her life he's like already like gleaned whereas she knows absolutely nothing about him yeah like he is not being returned at all right mm-hmm. well and then also when they find out about the loss both of them are very much like oh wow we're so sorry yeah. so it's almost like they're also experiencing grief in this moment right for their friends so maybe that is like the beginning of a connection point between mm-hmm. them is them understanding like oh no she has like grief of her own too yeah and we can almost weirdly like connect over it yeah I don't know but once they both kind of like express the sorrow for her loss mm-hmm. that's when she resolves she's like I'm gonna go talk to Lucian tomorrow yeah so I think this dinner conversation really helped her to understand like oh, I can go talk to him. I think he's my best bet. I think I can get him on my side. Now, mm-hmm. she thinks she can get him on the side because he hates her so much and right. she, he wants her gone. <laughs> but but still, she at least thinks that she can, like, talk and reason with him. Right. Which is very bold for a 19-year-old girl with a big old fairy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was, like, really just, like, that one combo was kind of, like, the main point, I felt like, for this whole chapter. Right. Um, and yeah, that she's gonna go talk to Lucian. So it's like, how's that gonna go? That's just my question. Like, what? How is Lucian gonna react? Because he hasn't reacted very positively at dinner. So she's very bold in assuming that he's gonna become her ally. Absolutely. So there's one other thing I was thinking about in her in terms of her connecting with Lucian, but it yeah. happened in the last chapter, and I forgot to mention it because there's so many dinner scenes. They kind of run together. Right. But in a different dinner scene with Lucian, um, when Ferris chatting about trying to get out of this essentially with her and Tamlin and Lucian Mm -hmm. Lucian's like how do you even apologize yeah and she's like I'm sorry and and this is the first time you actually hear her express any kind of regret but is it one of those it's just like is she actually sorry or is she just saying I'm sorry because she's there and that's kind of because to me it didn't really seem a genuine I'm sorry it was more like this is what I'm being asked to say so I'll say it kind of a thing yeah, she definitely, like, like it's, it doesn't say, because it says, I looked Lucian right in the eye and said, I'm sorry. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, is that because you're, like, being bold or you mm-hmm. mean it or what? So, anyway, the Lucian-Feyre connection, mm-hmm. I just think it's interesting. That's been, that's been an interesting new thread in these last two chapters. Yeah. Of how are they going to interact? How is this going to continue to grow? Alice said she should snap at him. Mm-hmm. She's now decided she's going to go talk to him and see if he can help her get out. So, yeah. fun new character introduction. I know. I feel like the more characters that get introduced, like the more interesting the story will become, and like the more like levels and dynamics, like evolve with it. So I'm yeah. excited for like where it's going. Absolutely. So these four chapters had a lot of like learning world building activities Mm -hmm. not a whole lot of like moving forward in the plot action but we learned about Prithian Mm -hmm. we learned about Tamlin Lucian Alice her family's taken care of we've you know interacted with a lot of inner monologue a lot of (laughs) so lots of lots of learning in just like 40 pages yeah but I feel like the next like grouping of chapters that we'll go into will be more eventful and more like more interaction amongst characters versus more of, like, her learning things and us learning things. Yeah. Um, I think it's the best part of reading books is how the characters interact with each other. Yeah. Like, I love a good, like, I think there's some of the most beautiful writing in the world, like, 
but it, it'll be just pages of just writing and then there's no character interaction I'm like I want to see how this plays out I know but it's so important I feel like for a fantasy novel to build up what the world is oh, so at this yeah. point I feel like I have a very good understanding mm-hmm. of this world and what's going on yeah and I'm I've read four chapters of the book. I'm like, oh, okay, I kind of am getting the dynamics. Yeah, so I can visualize some of it, so I'm sure we'll get more of that as it goes on. But Yes. Um, but I appreciate that, especially for a fantasy book. Absolutely, because there's so many, like, I, my dad reads fantasy books all the time, and some of his biggest complaints will be like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and like, and you'll see that on TikTok too, where people are like reading a book, and they're like, what is going on? Yeah. And so it's, it is an art mm-hmm. to do world building yes. in an effective mm-hmm. and enjoyable manner. Right, and not and to spend like 12 chapters on it. Yes. And so these last four chapters were quality world building. Yes. We have an idea of what's to come. Mm-hmm. We're excited for more. Yes. So next week, we're going to dive into chapters 9 through 13. Uh, which is really us just like continuing to get to know the Fae. Yes. And, and learn more about everybody and get people talking to one another. That's really the main point is those, we, we have a high level understanding right now. And next week we get to have a more interactive understanding. Mm, very exciting. It's exciting. So that was chapters five through eight. Next week is chapters nine through 13. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And let us know what you think. Jump in on the conversation. We look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye-bye.